Welcome back to another episode of the Matt Gruber Show, everybody. Uh, we've got uh, some fun stuff to talk about. We've never talked about this before. Hartley, you're my uh, you're my go to guy on this. Tell me about the iPhone 15. <laughs> we've never we've never heard anything about it. Um, no, I, I've never heard of such a device. Yeah, no, guys. I, I, you know, I know that there's a lot of iPhone, 15, but there's just nothing else. This is the this is the thing that we have to talk about because. You know, it was like, okay, we got to see it at the event, officially official. Um, and then we talked to Justine, which was a great podcast, uh, doing really, really well. A lot of people enjoyed that one. And she gave us, you know, some insight as to what it was like to be at the event along with myself. Um, and now we're in this limbo period of like, okay, the phone comes out literally tomorrow. We're recording this the day before release day. Um and if we waited any longer, Hartley, with our time difference, that UPS man or whoever delivers at your area might be showing up on yeah. the phone. Um, but yeah, I mean, so this is like, this is the anticipation. It's like the iPhone release eve. So um, before we we jump into all of that, we there are some news topics, but really there's just one that I want to talk about. People have been really hating on the fine woven stuff. Are you, mm. did you get your accessories? Are you not into those? Well, I am very hesitant about them, and so I didn't buy any because I felt like this was something that I need to go to an Apple store to see, mm -hmm. and I need to see the colors because when you're dealing with a different texture, you know, it reflects light differently. I'm not sure those colors are really going to look um, in person how they look online. So my plan is this weekend, go to the Apple store, um, and I can make my mind up when I can actually see these things in person. Um, but I am a little concerned by what I've seen about fine woven. Have you got your accessories so far? Yeah, actually, uh, hold on one second. I'm going to, we're going to, we'll do a quick cut and I'm going to come back with both of them. I've only opened one and then I like immediately put it back because I wanted to save more of my reaction, but I think it's already, it's already too late. Um, I opened the wallet and you know, my takes on the wallet, you know, where mm. I stood, but there's a twist. Just give me one sec and the power of editing. I'll be back in a minute with my stuff, but hold on. So I got the blue, whatever this color is. I think it's just called blue, right? There's no like special name for it. Um, for the case and for the wallet. I opened the wallet and I'll do it again because it was really brief. But my first initial impressions is that this feels like felt. And I don't, honestly, I don't hate it. And the other thing that was like, I'll see if I have some cards. I, I got to be careful with uh, the cards that I do take out. So what I will say, and this is where I was really like happy about this, is that it feels fine. I don't know how it's going to hold up over time. And I think that's like what the article is alluding to here on Mac Rumors, where we uh, had some people give results saying that it was, what, terrible? Uh, I know the guy from The Verge said categorically terrible. I don't know if it was him, but the... The headline says that people are giving reactions in which someone was quoted saying categorically terrible. Uh, and my initial first impression, which is why we're doing this, uh, is that uh, I don't I don't think that's the case. I mean, I feel like it's picking up dust and dirt a little bit more than the leather, obviously. Um, I do like the way it feels. It's very slippery, though. But the biggest thing of what I'm trying to get at is watch this. I've never had this happen ever with the wallet. Look at how easy it is for me to get these out. And I don't know if that's just because of the material, because it's not as like thick as leather is. And you know how leather just like 
kind of causes everything to be really stiff. But I can get three cards out super quickly. That and that and I'm using usually what I did. The trick was that I would put the uh, the number, the raised number prints of my credit card facing the little hole here, and that is how I would get grip to be able to slide out a card. Is that I would kind of use that like lifted portion of the card to get my fingernail underneath it to be able to push it because it was never easy for me to get my cards out of the the actual leather one. With this one, it is so much better. Look, I mean, uh, already out. Like that's that's never something that I've happened. And, and it actually makes me want to go back to this wallet, even though I have disdain for this wallet. And it's mostly just because I cannot find it if I lose it. It's still gone, by the way. Universal has not contacted me. <laughs> <laughs> That wallet's gone. Um, so I've never had issues with the MagSafe wallet in terms of getting cards out, but I only ever put two cards in it. Okay, so no, no, two cards. Yes, that that was fine, but it's supposed to be able to do three. I'm concerned by how the fabric will wear over time, because Apple's silicone accessories for me have always held up really well. Leather's always been not so great, and it depends on the color that you choose. Uh, I know that's not everyone's experience. Some people say that the silicon case, the edges wear in a matter of days. But this, because it's such a textured material, I wonder just how much lint and pet hair and you know all this stuff that we have around, yeah. um, it will pick up. Um, so that's what I'm. I, I haven't out of your pocket all the time. That's what I haven't tested yet. I honestly wanted to save. I was also not sure I might return this for the natural since I went with the natural. I ordered this when I didn't know what color I was going to do uh, between the blue and the uh, and the natural color, the natural titanium or whatever. So then I went, ended up going with the titanium, the natural titanium. So I, I don't know. I just think I don't know if I like the color. I don't mind the material though. But yeah, but again, like you said, talk to me in like a week where I'm actually using it. Uh, but yeah. The biggest thing for me is that if you are someone who needs to carry around three cards, because I do, I need to have a license, I need to have at least one credit card, and then, um, which I typically want to carry two, but I need to at least be able to carry one, and then my car requires like a backup key just in case my phone dies, and that's a credit card chip. So like two of them are already taken up by things that I don't want to do, so I have to, I have to have three, and getting. A single card out when you have three jammed in the older version of this wallet with the leather. For me, it was impossible. So maybe it's not so bad for others, but it was it was bad for me. Hey guys, this episode of the Mac Rumor Show is sponsored by Factor. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, dietitian approved ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. The fall means kids going back to school and different activities are ramping up, so we really need these quick and easy and, most importantly, healthy Factor meals at the ready to get us through the day. So you can level up with Gourmet Plus options, prepared to perfection by chefs, and ready to eat in record time. Treat yourself to upscale meals with premium ingredients like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. I'm personally still a massive fan of the jalapeno cheddar chicken and spicy cauliflower rice. And also the spicy poblano beef bowl is so good uh, that I'm sad I don't really have another one to eat right at this moment. 
This September, get Factor and enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor-packed meals delivered to your door. Ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. So head to factormeals.com slash MAC50 and use code MAC50 to get 50% off. That's code MAC50 at factormeals.com slash MAC50 to get 50% off. Um, Let's just open this one because I have it. Uh, I have not opened this yet. And I'm just ripping the box. People are going to be so pissed. <laughs> yeah, when I unbox- always get inexplicably angry about your your unboxing. unboxing. Well, the first time I did it because I just wanted to open it, right? When I'm on camera, I don't care. I just kind of want to open it. All the times after that, I have been trolling everyone because they were so angry about it. Uh, and yep. that makes me laugh. No, I mean, obviously, I don't know what I was expecting, but this feels pretty much the same as the wallet, obviously. I don't. I don't hate it. I don't know. Like the sides are weird because the sides feel significantly different. Almost feels like leather on the sides, but it's not. I don't know. I I don't see the big deal. I guess it's just because of how how it's holding up, right? I haven't. These people haven't even had phones yet. How are they complaining about the fabric? They don't even have the phones yet. I think it's because they 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 do the so called fingernail test. Some of them are saying uh, well, where they, I, you know, they just move their nail across it, and it just it just leaves a mark that can never be removed. Then they take it into the Apple Store, then they try it, and yep, it doesn't come out. And then it's an indication that it, they don't hold up very well. I don't want to do it you know, if I'm going to return this. <laughs> I mean, it, it should be able to withhold and um, withstand quite a lot. Um, Ultimately, you know, it's protecting your device. It, it, does, it doesn't uh, need to stay in pristine condition for the whole time you have it. Guys, yeah, this is bad. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, it is It is leaving some scratches that I can't seem to get out. That is, I barely, I barely rub my finger on it. I don't know. I'm so torn. I actually really like the way this case feels. I'm not a case person. Um, but I actually really like it. Like it feels super comfortable. But I don't know that this is this would drive me insane if I had scratches like this all over. But maybe it's like uh, leather, where it'll like what's the word you use? The fancy word that patina. patina? Yeah. Maybe maybe but like that'll because add it's not to leather. It. it can't. It can't really <laughs> patina. So all it does is it will just wear. And there's a difference between wear and a patina because leather. Um, say if you choose like a nice brown leather case, like I don't know, maybe one of the Nomad cases, they're, they're getting a lot of um, talk at the moment because it seemed to be the sort of the next option if you want a good quality leather case. Yeah. Um, and that will get sort of nice edges on it that they'll it'll darken, it will sort of mature. Um, but when you have a synthetic fabric like this, fabrics don't really do that. Um so if you put it in your pocket with your keys, if that's what it does with your fingernail, imagine what it will do with your keys. And then is that going to start, you know, making the threads come out where they are packed in behind that plastic at the edges? Mm. Um, and then there's even the question of, is that plastic frame uh, anything like leather to, to actually touch the way that leather softens over time? Will that develop that? It shouldn't because it's plastic. So, uh, I mean, I'm going to withhold judgment until I can see it. Because maybe I will see that torp fine woven case and I won't really be feeling the silicone options and I will buy one and give it a try. You know, for those of us that do tend to buy a phone maybe every year, 
maybe let's let's give it a go to you know see see how this holds up but at first glance maybe it's not such a great uh, first impression so my fir- we just got a live first impressions i did not open the case ever before that was the first time um the wallet we'll call it first and a half impressions because i literally opened it and was like oh no i should save this because my my reaction is different than what I was expecting. So I might film it. And obviously I'm probably not going to do that anymore. So there's an exclusive for those listening to the podcast. But um, I, I my, my overall thoughts are I actually really like the way the material feels. I like the look of it's fine. The case might be a little concerning. However, let me buy one of these cases and then come back, hit me up on Twitter in a week and ask me to show you what it looks like when I buy one of these cases for my wife and I give it to her because she – I gave her a brand new – basically, I never used it – iPhone 13 Pro leather case, right? The the one for that phone. And I gave it to her. And within a week, the entire edges were like peeling. The leather was falling off. It was eroded. She is just the prime example of a stay-at-home mom with three kids just getting by life with her phone. And whatever happens to it happens to it. And it goes through a lot. And her phone is fine. Cases do great in protection. The case does not look good. And it's not just Apple cases. It's mostly all the cases. But that leather one does fall apart. So, like, maybe the scratches might be a thing. But maybe it doesn't fall apart as easily. It's not chipping away at the leather and peeling off. I'd rather have the scratches than that. The thing is with leather is that leather has a capacity to sort of heal itself over time. Um, and I've had, you know, in my uh, my orange leather case, it's got like nicks out of it and they, they kind yeah, of so heal over um, because obviously it's an organic material. And so that's never really bothered me. And again, because leather is meant to look like that, it's meant to wear, um, it doesn't really bother me. But the issue, of course, is that this is a woven fabric. It's literally in the name, which means that it's very, very porous. So if it gets scratches um, or it gets kind of any of that stitching pulls and those woven fibers pull, that's not going to heal. And also it's packed in, it's pulled over that back piece that is inserted inside. So if that comes out at the edges, it's not going to go back. I mean, there's no edges in in the leather case. It's not it's not packed in into any sort of frame. It's all inside the case. Um, so Listen. I don't know. I, I don't want to judge it too early, but... Listen, at the end of the day, this is a perfect PSA to just go caseless, people. You haven't lived until you've gone caseless. And if you're getting a titanium or even the new 15, we'll talk about this maybe or maybe not. But I'm just really into the 15. I think it's a good option. And we actually are going to talk about like where it makes sense for people to upgrade to if you're still one of those who didn't pre-order. But you're like... I'm gonna wait until I like you know till it comes out. Give it a little bit of time, and then I'll decide. You know, maybe go see one in the store. I personally am really into the 15 and 15 plus. If you want a bigger size, uh, I really think this is a good upgrade. Um, but it feel those phones feel so good in the hands, uh, so much better than what we've had, uh, just because of the the slight redesign, the new glass on the 15, and all that. Um, so I think this is the the perfect opportunity to go caseless. Yes, you have to pay a little bit more for Apple Care Plus up front. But then if you think about it, that's your insurance, right? But you still people buy the insurance and then they buy cases. The cost of getting your iPhone completely repaired is what the the cost of two less than two cases. Like you bought yourself two cases. Think about it that way. Uh but if you just break your 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 glass on the screen, 
It's less than buying one of these cases to get it repaired. It's like $20 if you have Apple Care. Of course, you still have to pay a couple hundred bucks for the Apple Care, but we're just saying that's a premium for the phone, especially if you're paying monthly for it. So that's my thing. Apple Care is the case that a lot of people say that. So uh, I fully back that. Um, all right. Let's let's jump into you're getting your new phone tomorrow. What's the first thing you do when you get a new iPhone? What are the first things you change? What are the, the apps that you download? What's the feature you're going to like jump to right away? Give me the Hartley rundown. I think that for me, the first thing I will be trying out will be the action button because it's something that's physically different. Um, and I'm going to just be interested to scroll through that that setting screen. I'm going to try out some of the different functions um, and see what I feel comfortable with. So that yeah. will be my first few days. I expect you know, seeing, do I want it to open things three? Do I want it to set uh, a Pomodoro timer? Um, do I want it to uh just you know do I, am i just comfortable with it just literally being a, a silent switch um so i think that's that's the first thing obviously i'm gonna have a good look at that USB-C port i'm gonna enjoy plugging that in for the first time and feeling a little bit weird um and uh i won't be trying the uh uh what a lot of people will be trying which will be the um five time zoom because of course i'm i'm sticking with the smaller pro model but i expect that's what you will be trying first how did you know? That is actually what I was going to be trying. And also the action button, but I think my 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 um my thought for the action button is mostly based around what content can I make around it, you know, being a content creator. It's just always on your mind. It ruins the little enjoyments in life. But this is actually I've been one of those guys who like wants to get more into shortcuts because I feel like if there's an easier way to activate a shortcut then I'm more intrigued on like, okay, well, what can this do that would make my life so much easier? What can I like cut things down on? But there hasn't really been a faster way. Um, you know, yeah, you could put a shortcut widget, but I just feel like I'm, my brain's not trained to do that. But if there's a button on the side, I am far more inclined to click that and, uh, you know, launch into something that would make it a lot easier. Obviously, camera comes to mind, and that's actually baked into the settings uh, but I think I'm going to do something based around, like, what are the top five most useful, like, shortcuts that you can program for this for people? Um, and if someone's already, you know, I would love to hear people comment, you know, on this all the time. And I would love to hear your comments on, like, what are you thinking of mapping it to? Whether it is something that's, like, an option already there from Apple out of the box. Or, most importantly, what I want to hear is what shortcut do you use and what is the shortcut that you're like, oh, yeah, that is absolutely the one i'm gonna map it to hartley um but i'm gonna i'm just gonna finish this off and say yes that the 5x zoom i've seen some some portraits come out of it and it looks so good that i just need to i need to try that that is 100 what i'm going to be doing um i'm going to take it to a browns game perfect time because i'm not far away but i'm far away <laughs> and so the 5x zoom perfect i'm going to be testing that out a lot um, I'm going to be going to a concert where I'll probably be a little bit further away. How's the video quality for that? If there's any improvements there, how's the 5X zoom for that as well? Like what is it, how well does it do in the night, um, you know, darker situations? Uh, but going back to the action button, I do have a question for you. Are you going to be programming it to a shortcut? And if so, what is like your go-to shortcut? Well, this needs to be decided upon because... It's such a shame I've got to choose only one. That's the thing that always gets me with shortcuts. Because if you like shortcuts, chances are you've got a bunch of them. 
Um, and to just pick one is difficult. But for me, it's either going to be, as I say, a, a timer, um, or I will use it to open an app, probably, which are very simple shortcuts, I know. Um, but it's because more complex shortcuts that I have, I don't need to trigger multiple times a day. I don't know that you can do this for sure, but I feel like you can. Can't you just create a shortcut that gives you like a share sheet style list of your shortcuts? And then you yes, can go from there. It's but, a little bit more involved and you have to do two taps. I feel like one, but. at that point, I may as well just use a widget. Yeah. Because the the advantage is that I can just get, get it out of my pocket and I don't even need to touch the screen. If you need to touch the screen, then you're wasting the, the advantage of having a physical button. You could argue that like you don't have to unlock your phone to do it, right? Or you, you wouldn't have to go into the lock screen. So you could pull it out, hold it down, share sheet comes in, Boom, tap, opens it up. Like if you do that a couple of times a day and like really train your brain to do that, I feel like that'll then become just a normal part of your life. And then it's a lot less like could potentially be a lot less wasting time of like, because I don't know, are you like me where, you know, and I'm a little bit older than you. Uh, we don't need to get into exactly how many years older I am, but my brain is aging rapidly. And I do this thing where I get into my phone and i'm like what the hell am i doing here again like what was i going to do on this and i'm sitting there just looking at it like oh yeah no i was gonna look at my fantasy football lineup or something but like you you open it up you look at something and you're immediately distracted into what like the mission was that you were going to do like oh yeah i got a notification here and like i gotta check that obviously but that's not what you were going to do does that happen to you and if not then let's just move on because that means i'm old and i'm deteriorating <laughs> I mean, maybe once or twice, but I think you I'm have not, different different problems with your phone to me, Dan. Like, it's not happening I mean, all the time. It's not happening all the time, but it, it, it happens. It it's like the touching of the of like the the torch and the camera on the on the lock screen. Like, it's oh just, God. It's just not my experience, but you know, all the I, time I, when when we went to when we went to Florida, Dan, I just I saw you do it like fifty times. <laughs> it's because where's my phone? It's because I am a hold the phone in my hand person and i like keep my fit and it just look see i open now it's unlocked and now it's like i can ease i have accidental touches all the time <sighs> all right well maybe it's just a me thing but i would love to hear from those who feel like me so that i feel a little more validated in my opinion because uh now i'm just sad and thinking i'm just too old maybe i should just start hanging it up no not using technology anymore it's 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 outpacing me uh anyways um okay so we'll we'll definitely do more talks and in-depth you know um videos and content around the action button and the shortcuts particularly because it's like revitalizes shortcuts in my opinion now now that you can you can actually have it on a one click and hold technically gesture on your phone um okay so you aren't doing the pro max which i feel like is Kind of a kind of a faux pas now that there are some extra features there, but you don't care about the extra camera features because you care about the size. Then what else are you excited about with this? I mean, on that point, I'd argue that the standard model does have a camera feature that the Pro Max doesn't have. Oh, um, because I will have three times zoom. Oh, which God. I like. Here we go. Here but we go. You won't have. To you won't have that so no but technically me, i will happen. though due to the the cropping it'll, of the it'll be, it'll be digital but it, it won't actually be a, an actual and um, i 
And here's here's where again content creator mind comes in. Is there that much of a difference? I would love to take a 3x optical because Apple is saying that you shouldn't be able to notice. Like the crop, the sensors are so good, uh, they're so sharp that the crop is basically like, in my opinion, the way I feel like they're explaining it to me. It's like when you say, "Why do I need a 4K camera?" This was when 4K cameras were not as you know popular. Um, what's the advantage of having a 4K camera? Or you can do the same thing with 8K. Why would I need to spend that much more money? And a lot of people will say, "Well, because then you can crop down to 4K and you have so much more room to work with. You can zoom in without losing that quality because the optical sensor is so good." And I feel like that's kind of what. Apple is saying here is that, well, these sensors are so good that you can zoom in and you're not going to lose out on that sharpness. And if that's really the case, we should do a 3X optical photo versus a 3X digital on the Pro Max and see if there's really that much of a difference. And then which case you're going to feel pretty silly when you're missing out on that 5X. I mean, I would be very interested to see that, but ultimately it is a, it is a physical, there is a difference between physical optical zoom and digital zoom. So I would hope. But when you're cropping the down, better. when you're cropping down on a large sensor, that's really good. The, the feeling and the insight there is that, and which is what Apple says, is that you're not missing out on that quality because the sensor is so much better. In reality, when you're going with a three X trying to crop up to a five X, or crop in to a 5x. It, you don't have that bandwidth to do that. No, now you're but it, now it you're relying bad and reverse because <laughs> if you have the 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 5x is only a 12 megapixel. Um, so if you if you're pulling um, uh, if you're trying to pull back, you can't pull back from that. So you means you've got to crop in on the um, 48 megapixel main camera. Now. If you that that means if it's two um, uh, X is going to be twenty four megapixel, so I assume that three X is going to be less than that. So I don't know if it will be better per se, and I don't know if this will also have an issue with the, the focal length because this is something I, I I don't know enough about you know photography and videography to to understand this, and maybe you can help me understand this. But you get a distortion effect with how wide a lens is. Um, yeah, which is why, say, you, get a you look more flattering with a, a like a longer lens than a wider lens. Um, so, if you have um, just cropping in, you're not going to get the advantages that you get um, with an actual physical optical zoom. Wait, you're so you're okay. So you get a couple of different distortions, but you're saying more of like the subject itself. You're thinking looks more flattering when you have a ultra wide. Like a wider lens, or no, 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 the opposite. No, when you have a when you have a like a longer lens, see, wider is less flattering. See, that's funny. I feel like a lot of people think wider is more flattering because it's it is kind of like it's going out, and then the stuff in the middle is kind of getting a little more smushed together. And like, I always feel like it makes me look thinner when I'm using like a wider lens, which is why a lot of people do vlog with a wider lens as well. It's just a little bit more flattering. It kind of squeezes the face together a little bit. Now, that's with video cameras and, and lenses like that. I don't know how much more it does on you know significantly smaller lenses that are packed into your phone. Um, and uh, I'm not an expert by any means. Yes, I make videos and work with cameras on a daily basis, but I'm one of those people who... Uh, Definitely learned all of this on their own. I went to school for some of it, but like, yeah, I don't remember any of that. 
It was more of a just kind of trial by doing. Um, but yeah, I mean, listen, I feel like Apple's computational photography, its system that it works with, its it, it the 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 lenses itself are good enough to where I I am personally, if I had to put, place my bet. That 3x optical versus the 3x digital that I'm going to be doing on the Pro Max is going to look close enough. I just feel like it's going to be close enough. Mm. And so, if you're wondering about focal length, really interesting to see. Isn't it 72 millimeters for the 3x, or am I off? 77, maybe off the top of my uh, head, somewhere in the 70s. So yeah, you go yeah. for, and then with the 5x, it's 120. Um, <sighs> Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Some of the video or some of the images that I saw, a uh, friend of mine, he goes by board at work. He took some, you can go look it up on uh, on Twitter there or X, whatever the hell we're calling it. Um, he um, he posted some samples there of the 5X Zoom. And I mean, it looks so good that I was for a minute like, oh, damn, he like got some new headshots or something from his camera. Like, that's how good it looked. And I'm guessing it was, and it's a good, I feel like you would have liked those pictures and the framing and everything. My guess is he had a lot of, he was very far away. And so that really, that's, that's going to, issue. that is the I, issue. When I, whenever I want people to take like a portrait of me, um, and I, I purposefully will move it over to the 3X, everyone is always standing too close and then yeah. is slightly irritated that they have to walk so many paces back. So when I eventually um, do get this, um, this new camera, which will be ultimately next year on the iPhone 16 models, if we're if we're starting to go there, yeah, um, I can. This issue for me is going to just get worse because I'm going to have to say to people, yeah, now you need to walk, you know, ten paces back, please, before you can take my picture. I think it's going to be a little more than ten paces, my guy. I think it's going to be like yeah. you're going to need to walk yeah. like fifty yards back. Uh, I used yards there for you, but I don't know if that's your. Do you guys do things in feet? Isn't that like a whole? That's a you don't do that. No, we that's do. A, we're we're a, we're a weird mix. We're, we're oh, weird, you go you go metric uh, and imperial. Yeah, it's 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 strange. So some things are one, some things are the other. I don't even begin to think that I understand. I just love that America decided that we're just going to use our own thing, and the rest of the world can uh, just go ahead and be together. And we'll it's just... our thing. It's, it's our thing. It's our thing. It's imperial. It's it's the it's the empire. We took that though. We're yeah. the only we're the, yes the met but you guys don't use it on it like metric is the is the main thing right isn't it the main thing everywhere else? I mean, in Europe it is. Um, so in, can it's, in it's Canada, used, but not here. Like when I when I get into my car, I see miles per hour. You do. Oh, see now I'm learning things. All I thought it was kilometers. Well, it would be in Europe. I just kind of, you know, I'm I mean, like be honest. continental Europe. Yeah, you know, I was going to say, I'm going to be honest with you. When I think of where you are, I think that you're just all Europe to me, all of you. Yeah, I mean, we are, we are Europe, but not right. like continental Europe. Right. I know that you guys have this weird difference, but okay, so that's interesting to know. I because I can drive literally two hours north of me, and I'm in Canada, in which case I have to switch to kilometers because I am I'm very confused on. Uh. I, and I, I can't do that math on the fly there. They're like, you can only drive 120 kilometers. I'm like, that seems fast, but it's it's not. So, uh, you know, I don't know. 
Hey guys, just want to take a quick minute to tell you about our other sponsor of today's episode, Z-Biotics. Let's face it, after a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Biotics. Z-Biotics pre-alcohol probiotic is the world's first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. So here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Zbiotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut where you need it most. Just remember to drink Zbiotics before drinking alcohol. Drink responsibly and get a good night's sleep to feel your best the next day. I've been recently using Zbiotics for the first time, and I can honestly say there is no better way to feel my best after a morning of drinking than with Zbiotics, especially if you have three children that are under six like I do. You cannot be off your game after a night of drinking, and Zbiotics was a game changer. I was able to feel great in the morning, play with my kids, take them to all of their weekend activities, and was feeling great the entire time. It's honestly incredible. This fall, make sure you stock up on your Zbiotics. Your friends and your family, whoever you might want to share it with, will thank you. Go to zbiotics.com/mac to get 15% off your first order when you use Mac at checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using my code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Zbiotics is backed with 100% money back guarantee, so if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund you your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com/mac and use the code MAC at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. Anyways, uh, all right. So that's what you're looking forward to um, when you first get it. That's what you're going to check out. What about the design? Are you interested? I mean, that's that's such a that's such a like a 30 minute like test. Not even you, when you first get the phone, and then it's literally never going to be in yeah. in your mind again. But are you doing a case? You said you don't know yet. I went with the taupe, by the way. I said natural, but taupe is the color. Um, I, I'm going to go without a case almost all the time. I'm going to do what you do, yeah. um, which is to use a case when you go out, like if you feel like you might need it, but at yeah. home, take it off. Um, so that's why I'm going to pick up a case, because I feel like there's definitely going to be situations in the year where I'm going to be panicked about dropping it. Um, and for what it's worth, you know, the titanium is stronger. It's a stronger material, but it isn't necessarily um, harder. So it, if you drop your phone, you're more, a lot more likely to get a dent in the titanium than you would be to get a dent in stainless steel. So there are it's it's a material that will behave differently. So you still do need to bear that in mind. And also the rounded edges may well mean that the glass is more prone to shattering. Mm. So there's quite a few considerations um here and but ultimately this year is going to be the year that i'm going to try and go caseless almost all the time um and i think that the i wouldn't have done it if it wasn't for the brushed effect of the titanium and that's why i'm also getting the natural because i think that the fingerprints will be least pronounced on that device maybe the um, white titanium will also not be too bad yeah. Um, but there's just no way i could have done that on a on the stainless steel frame it would have it would have annoyed me way too much so, yeah, I, I for those of you who don't know, I feel like I've said this a couple times. I'm weird. I get a new phone, and I baby it for, like, a day. It goes in a case for a day. And then uh, 
I take it off. And then I do still use the case for very random scenarios in which it's not like my everyday life. Like last night would have been a good, I was golfing last night and uh, I dropped my phone at the last, like when I was just about to go home, I dropped it out of the cart and it fell and kind of slid down the hill on the front of the display. And I'm like, oh no, I'm like not two days before a new iPhone. Don't do that. It's fine. There's some scrapings around the stainless steel, but like it's fine. Um, but it doesn't dent. You're right. It doesn't really. Like I thought for sure that would have dented on the way it hit. But like those would be the times where I would put a case on it. If I'm going golfing and I'm kind of tossing my phone into the cart because uh, I don't want it in my pants because it would just slide right out. Um, or if I do keep it in my pants, I do need to have a case so that it doesn't slide right out. Same thing with like an airplane. Uh, whenever I travel, I definitely put a case on it until I get to the hotel. And then if I'm just like doing normal walking around the city stuff, then I take it out. It's weird. I am a very weird person and I only do it for that. And then, but yeah, the moment that, that, that weird with it, but yeah, I, I like the principle, but here's the thing. The moment there is a scuff or a like scratch, like I'll use a screen protector too. Um, cause I do not like the scratches on the screen that gives me weird anxiety it makes me very upset but the moment there is a scratch on there that i can physically see if once that screen protector cracks i'm done i don't put another one on there and i don't care anymore the case comes off and then it's just like well it's already ruined so who cares i yeah i don't know it's a weird someone should study the brain because it's a very uh <laughs> study my brain for this particular instance not the <laughs> brain i think a lot of people out there are studying brain um but yeah so that's just i don't know that's just the way it is uh, are you looking forward to testing out the USB-C in terms of like yeah. plugging it into your, I don't know, are you going to record video directly to your Mac? <laughs> probably not. I'm never going to need you know data transfer, um, yeah. but I'm sure at, at some point it will be useful. I mean, I've still got loads of lightning um, cables around, and I've also uh, still obviously got lightning AirPods Pro. So... I just can't see myself really using the USB-C port a whole lot initially, but I feel like six months down the line, um, I probably will be using it quite a bit. But I do mainly charge with MagSafe. So it's nice and it definitely needed to happen and it's going to be novel and weird when I first see it. Um, but it's not going to be life-changing until I next have a trip, say, and I can charge my iPad and my phone with yeah, the same cable. So and that's maybe fast forward a few years with my AirPods as well and you know all of these things. I literally got a trip three days after I get this new phone, right? Or four days. So that's where I'm like, okay, here we go. Finally, I bring my iPad, I bring my Mac, I bring my phone. I don't. I just need one cable. Like, how great is that? Yeah, you probably bring two just because uh, there might be a time where you're charging your you'll Mac. Need your, and, you'll need your Apple Watch charger. That's the other thing. Well, so that's the thing is like... <sighs> I say this, but it's not really going to be that beneficial until Apple releases an updated version of its MagSafe Duo and has USB-C. In which case, then it's like, okay, yeah, when I only charge at night, so I don't need to use that for... Um, I can use it for my Mac, and then when I'm done with that, unplug it, plug in the MagSafe Duo, boom, and I can charge both my... Th you know, So it, it will limit stuff, but like, it's really going to be useful for when you like i need to charge this quickly i'm on the go and i'm with somebody and they have a USB C phone and so that's when it becomes handy it's like i could just borrow their cable 
we no longer need to do this whole cable elitism where it's like, oh, no, I, I only got a USB-C and you need lightning. So, you know, and it works both ways. Um, I am curious to see if there's any, you know, if it is faster to transfer. I do transfer a lot of videos and I use it mostly through AirDrop. But there are often times where, you know, especially CES week when I'm filming a lot of stuff, it is not possible to transfer all those videos Um taken on my phone that way so uh, or even when i do camera samples it's a lot of video it's a lot of photos and it takes forever via airdrop so plugging it in is almost certainly what i do and i really wish there was a better way image capture is not the best way to do that but it is the first party version of transferring that stuff so um i guess i'll time it and see how fast it is compared to lightning but who knows it's not really something i sure will be way faster I hope so. I mean, I I really hope so. Uh, the ultra wideband chip. Are you going to start tracking your friends? I mean, if anyone has an iPhone 15, I'd be really yeah. interested to try it out. But that's that's how they get you. Um, this is a change that might be useful, you know, in a few years when there's way more uh, of these chips out there. But right now, it's it's not going to be very useful for that. It, I don't I don't even think it's useful for tracking AirTags because. I think it only works with other second generation ultra wideband chips. Yeah. Um but that's a few, in years, a few years down the road. We've got home pods and yeah. air tags with these things in, then that will be more useful. Um you know, I am interested in like when I do my tests for the cameras, um am I really gonna go to portrait mode or should I just do the thing where you don't have to and then fix that photo later? Like, how much better is that, really? Because my brain is wired to go to portrait mode. But, like, in reality, you technically don't need to. Just point the phone and make sure you see that little uh, that little F there. And, I mean, you don't even need to touch it if you don't want to. But if as long as that's there, right, that is the understanding of how that works. As long as that pops up, you can later on go back and fix it to be a portrait mode photo, right? I, I believe so. Um it's something I'm really interested in because I I always take uh, portrait mode photos if I possibly can because um, I just really like that background blur. I mean, you can you can tell by like how I talk about how I love yeah. the telephoto lens and all this sort of thing. Like that's what I like in my pictures. So I'm really interested to to try that out as well. I mean, I'm also interested to try out the um, uh, the 24 megapixel images because I've been taking a lot of pro raw when I don't need to really take full pro roll but i want a little bit more than just 12 megapixels so 24 is a really nice sweet spot it'd be interesting to see how that works out so i don't know this because i didn't test so when i tested the like point and shoot for getting the f to come up and you know you're in a crowded room full of hundreds of people that are all trying to do the same thing they're all trying to get your hands on the phone so you don't really like really test it out when you do this um but like i did try that feature it did work again that's why i'm confused on whether or not I need to do anything to go back and fix it to be a portrait mode photo when you just snap a regular one. But the other thing is, like, when does the 24 kick in? Is it automatic? I think it's a setting. So I uh, that's that's the thing. I don't ever, like, I rarely ever take 48 megapixel photos unless I think about it. So, like, it would be nice if this was like, hey, you know, you this is a good time well, to do that. It's always been the case that so many of the camera apps' useful features are buried in settings. Yeah. So uh, the, the camera app could really do with an overhaul, particularly for the pro models, because these pro models now have, I think it's at least 10 
distinct camera features that the standard models don't have, mm -hmm. which really feels like quite a lot. And the vast majority of those, like I'm guessing stuff like um, uh, external recording is only accessible through setting something up in settings. Yeah, I, that's, these are the things that I got to try out, especially like log. I'm curious about that. Um, you know, I don't know the inner workings of shooting in log. I do that on my camera at times. I kind of go through phases where I'm like, I'm going to be really artistic and I'm going to use LUTs and it's going to be really cinematic. And then I realize like, yeah, this is too much work for when I'm running and running gun shooting. And I just, it's so much easier to just set it to a basic picture profile and not have to worry about adding LUTs and making things harder. And, you know, it's, it's a different type of uh, exposure and, um, you know, monitoring your levels there, it becomes different because log is a very flat profile for those who are unaware of how it works. Everything is flat, but you have to expose things differently. It's going to, a lot of people and myself included often make mistakes where like you overexpose things or you underexpose. It's really hard to get that, uh, that sweet spot. And when you do get the sweet spot, then you have so much more dynamic range that you can play with. Uh, but when you overexpose, it's good luck. Like you're just, you're kind of screwed. Um, but with log, yeah, you can kind of make things look a little bit more cinematic if you have different LUTs that you can add to it. I want to know how that all works. I work with S-Log, which is Sony's version. Um, is that, are those LUTs going to play nicely with the ones that you can add in theory to the, the videos that you're taking in log on your iPhone? I have no idea. Does anyone care? I have no idea. <laughs> like uh there's a black magic app now for video recording i'm super excited to try it out um how many people are going to be downloading that i don't know probably not a lot we'll see i'm curious this is where i want people yeah. to tell me it's it's getting there the the ability of the iphone to replace um little portions of professional photography and videography workflows it's i think it's on it's on its way um even if it's just like what you do where you just um you do cs with it yeah um i think that that sort of thing will become more and more common and maybe we fast forward um you know a couple of years and maybe people are when they when they do go to apple events and they are taking that kind of footage maybe that is literally on an iphone um it, more and more commonly um that kind of you know running and gunning shooting um, and I can imagine for a photographer, you know, in, in a pinch or when you're when you're testing things, um, you know, the phone really is is coming into its own for a lot of these um, uh, different uses. Here's where I think it really could help me out. I could probably go to an Apple event now with this camera. I could have done I could have done it before. But like now, if I really want to make it look like it's standing out a little bit more that I'm not just some guy with a phone. um, I could easily on these events where you have lots of people around you, if it was one of those scenarios where like, you know, you're set up in a private area and you've got time to film like Samsung does this a lot where we go ahead of time uh, before the event and before the phone is announced and we can film the stuff in a controlled environment. That is where I feel more comfortable. Just like, all right, I'm going to bring all my stuff because I've got time. I can bring it all. I'm not in the way. I'm not fighting for position, but in an Apple event in CES, there's a lot of people and you're not getting exclusive one-on-one -on -one hand you know you're fighting with other people uh yeah it's significantly easier to lift my phone up above people uh and get f footage of it and it looks fine it looks good enough to be able to pass 
Um, I don't know that anyone has ever once complained in the last few years when I've gone to CES about, hey, what camera are you using? This looks terrible. Like it's just, you still have to be able to know how to frame things. You still have to know how to edit. It's all about the story in the end with the video. Uh, but if your camera is providing good enough, uh, you know, footage like you can get with your iPhone, yeah, you're absolutely right. It will be a tool to where I, it's just now it's got to be the camera snob in me where I've realized like you're not less of a creator by not taking your big expensive camera with you. It's okay, Dan, to take your phone out and just film. But it makes me feel like I'm not so, doing my job. That So that brings me to the question then. Can you see yourself maybe let's fast forward seven years, 10 years, maybe let's say by 2030. Can you see yourself recording all of your videos I don't know. On a device like that. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, honestly, and this is no disrespect. This is actually like a lot of props. Like I said, it is a mental thing that I feel like more of a professional with these professional cameras. Whereas in reality, I think, especially for when it comes to the world of YouTube and content creation, uh, I could easily film things on my phone and... I feel like 90% of the people who are watching, it's good enough for them. They would never comment on any, yeah, sure, maybe the quality difference might be a little bit, you know, you're not going to get this depth of feel. Like, look at these books blurring back here. And we could try to mimic that digitally or, you know, because it's not ever going to be the same optically unless we're strapping on big lenses to the back of these things. It's never going to be that way naturally. But um, does anyone really care about how nice those books and the stuff in the background look? blurred or is it the way i'm providing information or how the way anyone's telling a story in their videos the the framing the style the mood the tone the colors those are things that you can manipulate even more especially with log like we talked about um you can easily manipulate those and have and throw on luts and color profiles to make it look more cinematic um you know we joke about the teal and uh, like the orange and green uh, slash teal look that people add to make things more cinematic. That doesn't mean that you're making a, a full-on Hollywood movie, but it does help to net people's eyes to like, oh yeah, this looks like a more you know film vibe that you're going for. So yes, to answer your question, I could do that right now, Hartley. I really could. Would I want to do that though? No, because to me in my brain, it makes me feel like less of a professional. And I get that that sounds ridiculous. And there are many of creator, many creators out there who only film with their phones. And they're doing really, really well. And their stuff looks fine. So, like, I just got to be able to break that mold. It took me a while at CES. I would still bring my stuff with me to the actual hotel. And then ultimately realize, like, walking around 30, 40,000 steps a day at trade show uh, freaking sucks when you <laughs> have all these cameras and tripods and stuff. You don't need it. You don't need it. So I just have to get myself there. Well, I wonder if something like um, the ability to record spatial video um, with the iPhone is where they will get you because ultimately well, on your on your Sony you're not going to be able to to do that yeah. um, on any third party you're not going to be able to make that content for Vision Pro and if that is where content consumption goes by the end of the decade um, you you know those are the tools that you're going to need to have and if you want to make content for Apple platforms maybe the the best thing you can get unless you spend thirty thousand dollars on a specialist rig. Um, is literally just your iPhone. Here's the thing I'm looking forward to with Vision Pro and spatial video, um, which, by the way, I, I feel like that's a bonus feature. Like, if you have no interest in Vision Pro, then 
I mean, you don't care, but like for those who are like, yeah, I'm intrigued. Maybe I'll wait for like the next generation or, you know, maybe wait till the this one comes down in price or until it's more available and I'll check it out. But like if you got a pro phone this year and you're able to take spatial video, that is day one usefulness that you are able to use. And I think about this all the time. Me and my wife are talking about this. Like my son likes a lot of the same music that I like, but I think he's a little too young still to go to like really loud concerts that are late at night. Like my ears are done for for my history of music and like it's just i don't know that he would enjoy anything that loud but we were talking about this like we man he would really like it think about going to a concert taking some spatial video of a song that maybe your son your daughter or someone that you know couldn't go to the show really likes and then you could be like hey strap on the headset and the sound might not be as good but like the video quality the sound is good enough these days with our phones it's really come a long way uh, from when concert footage used to look like back in the day on your phone where you couldn't hear a damn thing and it was horrible like think about the experience you like kind of get to relive that concert a little bit more um you know i don't know if i would do that but i feel like i would be much more inclined to watch those videos back uh more often on a vision pro and you can kind of share that with like family members like, oh, you weren't able to go to the show, but like, here's your favorite song, took that video for you, and like, now you can check it out. Like, I think that'd be really cool. And then does that translate into like YouTube videos too? Can I upload that to YouTube? And would there be like a spatial video setting in which I can strap on the headset and like watch other people's spatial videos? That would be kind of cool. Also could be kind of weird for what people consider to take. Are we going to be watching fights in spatial video? <laughs> like... You know, people take their phone out I to mean, film. I think we're getting there. I oh, don't think gonna... it'll be next year. But I don't want that. You know, it's look at look at look at what Disney's doing with um, uh, ESPN on Vision yeah. Pro. Yeah, like that's the start of 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 viewing content that way. I got all the football games. Like I take video, not often of the game, but mostly of like I'm really into like the fanfare that happens beforehand, player introductions, crowd cheers, like those moments really get like I like to watch those back or at least show my kids or something. Because, again, I still think they're a little too young to be going to those things, but they do think it's cool. It's a lot cooler to watch it on a Vision Pro, in my opinion, from my limited testing and knowing how it's going. Like, I feel like that's going to be way cooler to watch there than it would be on on your phone, you know, the next day. So. Yeah, I mean, those are a lot of cool camera features that if you're a camera nerd or if you're someone who's looking to getting into more video and photography, like these phones are better than ever to do that with. Even the 15. Let's talk about the upgrades real quick. Let's try to make it super quick in a nutshell. Um, if you were to sum up the iPhone 15 and 15 Pro, who should upgrade to that? Um, I would say if you are an enthusiast, um, and you, you're into your tech, whatever you've got, you should upgrade. Um, I think these are fairly significant upgrades this year, but yeah. only if you, you are someone that is, is, is kind of in this world a little bit. If you're listening yeah. to this podcast, chances are you should upgrade. You basically. might be in this world. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but if you have a, uh, um, one generation behind the, as it stands, as of the time of recording, one generation behind what is currently available. So we're talking the iPhone 13 and 13 Pro. I think there is a case to upgrade for the average person. Um, I think there is a sufficient amount that you get for that. I definitely agree with you. I'm going to take it one step further. I think if you have a 14, you could go to a 15, and there are some sufficient cases there as well. Better camera, better display tech in terms of the dynamic island, 
the glass, the feeling of it. It's also brighter. It's even brighter. Yeah, brighter display. Yeah, you're right there. Um, There's just more significant upgrades, in my opinion, there between the, then I'm talking standard models only. So 14, 14 plus, 15, 15 plus for a one year upgrade for for an average person. We just said if you're, you know, pro, I, I really think that you could do that and be like, oh, yeah, no, I've got some good upgrades here. I don't think there has been this big of a jump with the standard model since the uh, 11 to the 12. Because mm-hmm. if you remember, the iPhone 11 had that LCD display, that really chunky design. Um, and to go uh, then to those flat edges and an OLED display with the iPhone 12 was a huge uh, a huge bump in almost every regard. Um, this is basically the same kind of improvement. Um, it's just the only thing of... <laughs> the only people that probably shouldn't is if you just don't care... If yeah, you don't I mean, care about taking a 48 megapixel picture and you don't care about dynamic island and you don't and USB-C would be inconvenient because you, oh, right. you well, have everything with lightning already yeah. then those people like average people um it depends what kind of like I think there's two kinds of average person there's right. like average people that, that maybe spend a lot of time on their phones and do a lot of social media they watch some YouTube um uh, they take a lot of pictures and then there's another kind of average person that doesn't take a lot of pictures and their phone is really just a tool to send messages and look stuff up in safari and if you are the the latter then you probably don't need to upgrade unless maybe you have i would even say an iphone uh, 11 but but if you are one of those people and you're like oh well what do i get do i just get the pro because it's the pro and it's the best of the best like don't be that person save your money get the 15 you'll be you'll be very happy with it um along those lines though like like my wife constitutes an average person who is in the former of those categories she's on her phone we're all on our phones a lot so this isn't any disrespect like we have kids but like when we have that breather time like unfortunately we're just trained to like take out our phones and start seeing what's up with the world, interacting, sending messages back to people, looking up social media stuff. And then she takes a lot of pictures of our children. She wants those memories. Like she is what I feel like is the average person who uses their phone a lot. Like you said, there are two realms. And my, my thing is if you can afford it, I always say just get the best phone that you can get just because you use it so, so much. For some people, they don't even watch TV anymore. It used to be the thing for me is don't skip out on your phone, don't skip out on your television, and don't skip out on toilet paper. Those are the three biggest things, in my opinion, that you use a lot that you don't want to have the – if you can afford it, get the best that you can afford. And, like, yeah, the last one's funny, but, like, man, you've all been in those situations where <laughs> just, just not... I, well, I thought you were going to say, like, car. I, 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 I <laughs> well, coming. Listen, car, that's another thing. My car upgrades are for very superficial reasons. But most new cars these days will get you from point A to point B to where, like, I mean, what 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 does it matter? A new car is probably good at, no, is a lot better than any other thing, honestly, um, than getting a, a trashy car that's had a lot of miles on it. But you're right. You shouldn't skip out on your car if you can afford it either. But there are so many more levels and layers to that. <laughs> But the three things, like with TVs now, it's harder for me to say, oh, you should get the best TV because a lot of people just aren't watching TV that much on like on a s- traditional television set where you're just like sitting down and a lot of people are consuming content on the go. So, you know, 10 years ago, I would say, yeah, get the best TV you can afford because you use it a lot and it's worth it. Um, but like with phones, for sure, I'm still there with phones. I still think 
We're using it so much more than we ever have. So get what you can afford the most. Um, but with the 15, um, I just think it's such a good upgrade no matter where you're coming from for the most part that you don't even know like, oh, do I need that extra lens? Like, honestly, I don't think you do with the the way things are cropping and stuff. If you don't think you're taking a lot of photos zoomed in uh, with the telephoto, then I don't know. I just think you just well, you stick get with two the now. On the yeah, right. Exactly. Because you crop in. So, you know, if you used to enjoy, maybe you even still use something like, I don't know, an iPhone 8. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't think they're supported anymore, but plenty nope. of people still use, um, you know, those sorts of devices. But that had a telephoto that was 2x. Now you have that with the main camera cropping in, which for the average person is, you know, that's all they need. They're not going to worry about whether it's cropping or optical, like we were debating a little earlier. Um, so yeah, I 100% agree. I think the standard models this year, I'm, this is the most impressed I have ever been with the standard models. It's always felt to me like the standard models have always been like an ugly child, like an inconvenient uh, thing for Apple that they kind of feel they need to do to provide something at a bit of a lower price point and they, they use last year's tech. And yes, this is last year's tech. This is nothing really that we haven't seen before. We've seen USB-C um, uh, obviously on devices for many years at this point we've seen the frosted glass before we've seen the 48 megapixel camera before we've seen dynamic island before but it's just in a device like this it feels like these are useful um useful features that just make for so much of a more well-rounded device i suppose it's more like making the the standard models a little bit more like the pro models and just showing them a bit more love ultimately these designs yeah. I, I just think the designs are, are fantastic i i honestly think that the 15 plus is a phone that I could totally use and be 100% happy with it and feel like I haven't downgraded as, as much. Like there might be very, very limited instances where it's like, damn, I really wish at this moment in time I had the Pro Max because of the telephoto lens. But we I don't know. I don't have the phone, so I can't tell you how much I'm going to use it. I don't use a telephoto lens that much right now. So like in my mind, but it, it didn't have the the capabilities that I was looking for. I was looking for a little bit more zoom for telephoto if I was to zoom in at all. Um, so we'll see. But yeah, I honestly think the Plus is probably the phone to get this year if you're someone who wants big phone, big battery, um, and 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 are, you're going to get a good amount of features. But And then and same with the 15. So that's our, uh, that's our upgrade spiel. I don't know who's going to listen to that, but yeah. And also, we didn't talk about the watch at all. Maybe we can dive more into that next next week. But um, there's just not a lot to it besides, you know, the stuff that we've already highlighted. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. And there's going to be plenty of content coming your way via articles and videos. So be sure to... Uh, what do people do? Do they bookmark MacRumors.com? Because you can't subscribe. Well, you kind of can. You can get notifications. I mean, there's so many ways. What you should do is you should, if you're on, if you're on Twitter or X, you should set up post notifications. That's yeah. what I do. Um, yeah, that's your or, way you of know, subscribing. Just add, add Mac rumors to your favorite spa. You yeah. know, when you're at work, when you're at school, whatever. You know, just just navigate over. That's what yeah, I when used you're, to do before I work. When you, when your teacher is giving you a lesson, don't listen. Pull out your phone. And start. Yeah. That's such terrible advice. Do not. <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of school children listening to this, but don't do what I no. just said. Show your teachers respect. Uh, but if you're at work, nobody cares. Take your phone out. Go to macrobus.com <laughs> and read the articles. I'll do you one better. Go to the YouTube channel. Open up my video. Play it really loud. 
and just watch the videos that we're going to be posting here. And um, yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next episode. <laughs>